Hello and good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. And this week by the Duke of Ice. With the folks who help you find the method of the madness. Reason in the unreasonable makes sense and nonsense. Because this is okay. Hear me out. How y'all doing this evening? Revitalized after that song. I feel so in tune with nature now. <laughs> now I want to just like start doing some freestyle whistling. I'm going to make that a career. <laughs> For a bunch of pedophiles. You know all those songs, all those songs that they say help plants grow. Like if you play cl classical music around your your uh, flowers and uh, basil yeah. and shit, it'll grow better. Um, that 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 is the pinnacle of that genre of music. Right I figured there. she figured out how to make just plants wilt Im Im instantly and save the planet with her <laughs> singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to call in and leave us your uh, best animal whistle and hippie singing, you can <laughs> leave that message at 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. Yeah, I really need a compilation of freestyle whistling that we can uh, really mash together <laughs> at the beginning of next week's episode. Look, I, I mean, it has to be paired. It has to be paired with an acoustic guitar or a ukulele. I've never you felt need, you need to video more... too, so we can do see you doing like the the air flute with your singing. I have never felt more like the elites hate us than watching that lady on stage doing all of those noises. <laughs> that was the most disrespectful thing I have ever seen. Knowing that they're all just gathering together, jerking off over, uh it was fucking horrible. No, that's a good point because I think that's the one that that's the performance they let us see because they they want us to think that's what they listen to. Just to fuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's the fine fine art of performance art is how I uh, how I would treat that. Yeah, at least they're not showing us the demonic throat singing that they actually do behind the scenes. No, actually, I think that no, is funny. Just, Henry Kissinger was saying actual words, Bob. <laughs> they like they go out on stage and they like pretend to like this, and as soon as they go back, they're like, "Oh, thank Christ!" Even though I hate him, we need to go listen to something that's actually good for once. Holy shit! <laughs> now that the demoralizing music is over, we can go back to normal. Oh, so uh, I decided this week uh, after last week's episode from the hotel uh, that I would forget my clamp for uh, this. So if you guys hear a bunch of static, that's me passing the mic to the Duke of Ice, who's now. Uh, Hanging out in his adjacent kingdom, Buffalo. <laughs> both frozen over. Yeah, just kingdoms. both frozen wastelands for the Duke it's to a, reside a, over. A, uh, yeah, I have to say, home. I probably came at, I came at the worst possible time. Uh, you know, I came for a Bills game, which is in theory cool, but they lost, and it was a very, very critical game. And now I feel like there's just this general sadness plaguing the town. Like, I don't know. It's. <laughs> The most depressing place to be at the moment. That's how Buffalo normally is. So. <laughs> Don't worry about it. This is far for the course. Yeah. We wanted to give you the real Buffalo experience of just being fucking depressed and fat and cold. Did you take him to a tailgate at least? No, we went to a bar for the game. Oh, uh, okay. It, it, was it a home game? I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't, I didn't yes. actually watch it. Oh. It was. We lost the playoffs Man. in a depressing fashion. We couldn't even get excited for most of the game. Everyone was just depressed because it was immediately they were losing bad. And then it just stayed. They just stayed about losing the same amount of bad the rest of the game. So it was just you never really had hope. It was, yeah, it was, it was a perfect Buffalo experience. 
<laughs> That's how I feel about the fight against climate change sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It starts out bad and Fuck. just... Yeah. <laughs> 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 Alright, what are we getting All into right. first here? Speaking of a neighboring kingdom, from where I come from, I bring you two updates on things we've talked about before. The wind speed and space rocks. You guys remember what the general facts on both of those were? Um, uh, 200 and 200,000. Sorry, 200 miles per hour and 200,000. <laughs> yeah, 200, wind speeds what? of 200 miles an hour. And we know rocks are from space if they have nickel in them, which is yep, not from Earth, obviously. I think that's right. Yes, that's right. And we have a very shocking update on space rocks from Antarctica. I I want to really get into it because it's incredibly scientific. So, Bob, if you could please pull up that article. Got it. There you go. All right. So, scientists find 17-pound meteorite in icy Antarctica. It's rare to find a meteorite so massive, even in Antarctica. <laughs> I have a question. Is it normal to find rocks that size in, in the area? <laughs> Just a normal rock. It doesn't have yeah, to be I, a meteorite. I heard this, um, this may be a controversial uh, statement here, but I, I've heard uh, tell that underneath all the ice in Antarctica is actually a landmass of rock. Uh, if you scroll up too, Bob, at the, the speaking of the name game, with the, with, the, with the author always has a fucking stupid name. It's Robert Lee, like Robert E. Lee, but it's Robert Lee. It's like a trans fucking Robert E. Lee. Robert <laughs> Lee. Uh, I don't know why I, I that just immediately that. noticed that. Because I have to look at the uh -oh. names. They're always fucking stupid. That's one of the funniest things. Oh, he looks like a trans, actually. It kind of does. He has like a plantation hat. Dude, this guy is definitely looks like a trans Robert E. Lee. He's got some jowls on him, that's for sure. Okay. Oh, well, the space no. rock, like I was, I was looking through a, another article about it, and there, there's a quote from one of the scientists uh, on the expedition. Um, just as we were about to turn around, we found this big 17-pounder just sitting by itself in the middle of a blue ice field. We all looked at each other, sort of hesitant glances, excited glances, because we knew that if what we were looking at was a meteorite, then we had really hit the mother load here. Like Jesus it, it Christ, did a horror podcast that, right? write this? <laughs> or like a oh, true crime podcast like, yeah like, like what kind of narrative like s what the hell is that that was one of the most gross things i've ever heard talking about science this just sounded sexual like we exchanged glances and yeah. right there we knew i've it's the biggest one i've ever seen <laughs> 50 shades of antarctica going on <laughs> Well, I don't know what. Okay, Josh, you'll have to give me a little bit more context on your article because I wanna, I wanna get this very clear, very early on. The article that we have here gives no explanation as to how they know it is from space. There's none whatsoever. All they do is just say that size doesn't necessarily matter when it comes to meteorites. Oh, so it is a porn. <laughs> size doesn't matter when it comes. When it comes to meteorites, <laughs> and even <laughs> tiny ones can be incredibly valuable. But of course, finding a big one like this is rare and really exciting. <laughs> That's a oh, quote, so not even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, a, let's do wanna, this together. You want some additional context from this, this article, this other article I read? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'll have you know, it's not just one other article I read. I read about five other articles on this, and um, oh, most of them were featuring about the exact same set of quotes. Uh, this was the only one with kind of a unique quote or two. Um, they, they, of course, mentioned the 45,000 or so meteorites that have been collected from Antarctica by various institutions in the past. They talk about the uh, how these are going to, I think, what was it, some Swiss university or something for or Belgian? I don't know. So, so it's going to some, uh, about Belgium, sorry, um, for to be analyzed uh the expedition was put on by the chicago fields uh, museum um like what 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 was it you were asking again this these like uh, I, th- I think we've covered all the relevant the pertinent facts right i just wanted to know how they knew it was a bunch of space rocks in any of the articles that you read did it ever go over go over like at one point this is how we know it's a meteorite. Do they ever say that? I, I think, Duke, Duke, have you read your your uh, own domain's constitution? We know these things to be self-evident, that this here is a space <laughs> rock. Like, it's, it's self-evident, man. You just look at it and you know. Oh, this is one of my favorite quotes, Bob, that you just highlighted. I They say this all the time. <laughs> they say that Antarctica is one of the best spots across the globe to hunt for meteorites. And... If you can give them, to, if you can get them to give you a reason, it's always because it's white and it's easy to see, like rocks on the landscape. That's it. I mean, that that supports the quote well, I said, where like she just looked behind her and right there in the middle of a blue ice field, there was a meteorite. The, well, okay, oh, so the team goes into like a description. Uh, they say the weather felt more extreme to the team because of days spent riding snowmobiles and trekking through ice fields. Uh, and night spent sleeping in tents like these these are delirious like people who are soft at their core who like typically wouldn't do this normally and have and they're freezing their ass off like out camping in antarctica and like they see like the the first thing that's not white and they're like oh my god it's something that we should study it's like no it's not you're just delirious and dumb like what the fuck are you doing? They also had another porn statement. We're like, going on an adventure exploring unknown areas is exciting. But we also had to deal with the fact that the reality on the ground is much more difficult than the beauty of satellite images. We're like, oh, yeah, it's it's much more di- difficult to get in there in person than just watching images of it, you know? Couldn't we- they just find this uh, meteorite with a satellite image? Grr. Yeah. Yeah, why don't they just count it? Well... The the thing that's so ridiculous, like they're saying, they don't explain, like, what is the difference between a rock and a meteorite? What is the what are the tells? And they never tell you. They just say, oh yeah, we can find meteorites easy in Antarctica. It's like, it's a place that no one can go to. It's a place that I can bet it's a great place to find rocks, just like everywhere else is. But the, <laughs> saying that it's white makes no sense. Just the same. In that one article we read where it's like, oh, this was water from Mars. You're like, what the fuck are you talking? How do you know this is Mars water? What is the distinguishing fa- like thing that tells you that it is Mars water versus Earth water? That's fucking stupid. Water is already just a thing, a substance that has its own set properties. I'd like to go back to a, a statement you just made there, Aaron, that um, <clears throat> Antarctica uh, is a great place to find rocks just like anywhere else or everywhere else. Um, let, me, let me give you a characteristic, uh, how I would describe everywhere else. Um, places that uh, you, I, even the Duke here and Bob um, are able to go and find rocks ourselves. Uh, whereas water on Mars, rocks in Antarctica... 
um, a little more difficult for you know the common uh, science lover to go and validate this information. How are you going to challenge this claim that it's a moon rock? Yeah, that's the, my favorite part about it. Is it's like, oh, you know where you know where we find ninety percent of our space bullshit in a place you're not allowed to go. So I guess we'll never be <laughs> have be ever called out on it. Isn't this amazing? It's this was what makes it the best place on earth to find horse shit. Oh, this one came from <laughs> He Man's Kingdom, and it's a place that you can't go and check. Like, <laughs> fuck off! It's so dumb. Yeah, and they're sending it off to the Royal Belgian Institute of Natural Sciences, so another royal member club that you can't be a part of. And it's probably just what did you say once? There was like jobs for obviously a mafia member's son. That's like not a real thing to do. Yeah, these like rich people, they, they like the jobs like going and hunting dinosaurs is for rich people's kids who aren't going to like inherit the family fortune. So they give them cushy bullshit jobs like finding space rocks. Oh, this rock is actually from a galaxy far, far away. It's really, uh, you can tell because it's in a place you can't go and you can't look at it. And we put it in a museum you don't have access to that my dad happens to own. It's fucking dumb. It's all dumb. It's not, It's all made up. It's the most clearly made up thing that's ever fucking happened is anything in Antarctica. Yeah, there there is a quote that Bob you highlighted. I haven't seen this before where they say conditions in Antarctica are even favorable for the discovery of meteorites that may have sunk beneath the snow and ice. This is because the churning motion of glaciers moving against rock can re-expose meteorites near the surface. I never heard someone say that before. What, what do you think about that? Well, even they're, even what they say here is bullshit because, yes, there's a lot of glaciers and shit out in the ocean out there, but Antarctica itself is a landmass. There's not glaciers on top that are turning up and down with, like, the ocean that are exposing fucking rocks. Like, it's still a continent. Once you get a mile in, you're not exposing meteors from turning glaciers that's not a, a thing that would exist there it's just a snowy landmass you know what i mean like the, they even they can't even stick with their own bullshit and they don't have to because no one can go there it's fucking dumb well it is it, it, it is an excuse for why it is a better place to find meteorites than any other place on earth right Oh yeah, it's because like the 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 ground itself is just there's just meteorites popping out of the ground after the ice churns. Dude, they say that, it's the best place so, to find so everything. Great. So it's the best place to find... Dude, they literally say it's the best place to find dinosaur bones. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wait, what? Like like mammoths you know, or something? Or what? No, no, because it used to be tropical. Don't worry about it. So they find these but dinosaur bones have been preserved in the ice perfectly. Did you remember my whole theory about like the atmosphere and quantum evolution? This ties into that. Like that that the dinosaur bones there are evidence that we had the atmosphere back in the day. I also feel like oh, that Antarctica that. Okay. is the best place to avoid those annoying amber alerts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dude, uh, here's okay. how this is how scientific <laughs> this <What>? is. <laughs> Cuz they're pedophiles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The so the, they conclude this article with like it might as well be a like live laugh love fucking poster on the wall. 
Velda is so excited to learn that what secrets the meteorites hold. Okay, so it's a rock. It apparently now holds secrets. One pinhead of meteor <laughs> can stack secrets from here to the moon. Uh, studying yeah, meteorites the, the... helps us better understand our place in the universe, she said. The bigger a sample size we have of meteorites, the better we can understand our solar system and the better we can understand ourselves. <laughs> How? How can oh, we understand so... ourselves better because of iron that fell from space? If, if that's what they are claiming. All right, hold on, Aaron. This was like a hallmark moment in the article. I, yeah. I was, I loved it. <laughs> There's inspiration to be found here. And uh, good. Oh, I was all I was gonna say is, uh, and it must be a, in, incredibly hard to find these meteorites, and so daunting when uh, there's Antarctic cyclones apparently that we have to worry about too. Yeah, the wind is a problem. Gonna help me better understand myself. Because, you know, cyclones in the Arctic are becoming more intense and frequent. The storms not only threaten people, but also sea ice, which influences the global climate. So wouldn't that make it, like, give us more ice and, and solidify our, you know, our current climate to what we're expecting it to be? Oh, I don't understand. As, uh, Bob, Jewish uh, science communicators don't actually go outside. They don't know how wind and ice and shit forms. So you don't have to, <laughs> you right. don't have to worry about it. Speaking <laughs> of, like, what's, who's, who wrote this article? What dumb name wrote this one for us? Nick, Nick, Nick. with two Ks, Ogasa. Oh, God. Yeah. That almost sounds like a real person. <laughs> he, yeah, he actually does. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. He earned another master's degree of science communication from the University of California, Santa Cruz. Write him off. Yeah. He literally He's has a, a degree in a master's <laughs> in science communication. He got a master's in, an expert in the talking field. about science. That's it. Not a science degree. He has a degree in talking well, about science. He has one in geology, which I don't think really helps in, in the study of uh, he has two. Climate. He has one in geology, and then he has one in well, yeah, a yeah, master's yeah. degree in science communication. I didn't know that was a fucking real degree. I knew it was a bullshit fake job, but I didn't know that it was a fucking course. That, like, it's a fucking degree program you can take. It's a master's program? Did, did you, you fucking see, kidding me? You see, or did you say UC Santa Cruz, Bob? Yes. Remind me, how, how familiar are you with uh, UC Santa Cruz? Fuck off. <laughs> 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 that's why i said write him off <laughs> he's a nobody <laughs> he's a fucking hippie so this right. article was brought to me by bob and it says here in january of 2022 a cyclone blitzed a large expanse of ice covered ocean between greenland and russia what the fuck this isn't anywhere near me i don't know anything about this shit this is way <laughs> too far north Arctic, uh, okay. common misconception. Yeah. Ar- Arctic, not the Antarctic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bamboozled. Okay, so so I am safe. That's what I'm trying to understand from here. Qu- quick, play yeah, the dirt and dirt. cool cyclones going on. Song. This is Scientists Discover now. <laughs> but anyways, it says, six days after the assault began, about a quarter, or roughly 400,000 square kilometers, of the vast area's sea ice had disappeared. Okay, so how do how do they account for it just being gone? Four hundred thousand square kilometers? Are they actually saying that this storm was so bad that it wiped out 
400,000 square kilometers. Like, that's such a massive number. Did it just, like, did their view of the land get blocked satellite, like, via satellite? Like, I don't understand, like, their claim to that. You know what I mean? They're obviously taking satellite pictures. I think the implication is that... They're obviously taking satellite pictures and coming up with that number of acreage, basically. But, what, like, did they verify it at all? Like, <laughs> no, Bob. I, I mean, okay. As much as we like to make fun of this, this is more of a Josh question. But like, at this point, how much of this do they just make up? Four hundred thousand square kilometers of ocean ice did not get obliterated by one cyclone. So it, that's it, fucking it's, it's stupid. It's not that it got obliterated. It's that it uh, disappeared. Disappeared. And yeah, like my, my I, I'm not super familiar with the Arctic, but um, my understanding is that uh, scientists don't keep track of every single piece of sea ice in the Arctic and it's all floating and changes constantly. And it's something that, uh, for example, Navy ships have to navigate very precisely and um, you know, with custom courses and routes around because it's such a volatile and changing problem and 400,000 square kilometers of uh, you know ice missing uh, probably is not a, an unprecedented sort of uh, incident. That, that's that's yeah. my take on the, the, the this this situation. you don't think that's real though you don't think they're actually looking at this then well i, I don't think they have a good benchmark or frame of reference to uh so why say, would they make we've a, been such keeping a precise track of claim this exact yeah we've been keeping track of this exact four hundred thousand square kilometers of ice as well as you know the other uh five million square kilometers no of no ice they said a quarter of the ice is gone oh, so they've been quarter. sorry sorry 1.6 whatever yes <laughs> they don't keep track of it with any minutia or any continuity is and then what I did believe. you know that even though there's these cyclones and these crazy storms that the arctic circle is warming about four times as fast as the rest of earth a major driver is the loss of sea ice due to human caused climate change oh there it is better tax gasoline so that the sea ice comes back the, the floating See, ice know, reflects i, I would have I would have believed that until the part early in the article where they're talking about uh, very easily losing track of a quarter of the sea ice at any given point in time. <laughs> well, the the sea ice that they re- that they lost in that last cyclone, which is the first of many coming, by the way, uh, the floating ice reflects far more solar radiation back into space than naked seas do, influencing the global climate. Uh during they even use dumb fucking like this is not scientific during august the heart of the sea ice melting season cyclones have been observed to amplify sea ice losses on average exacerbating ex exacerbating uh warming it's very tiny font it's not my fault and right so. i okay i love the idea of this article the premise is because 400,000 square kilometers of ice have disappeared the problem of that is, and then they go on to say what this, uh, the ice was doing before, but there's nothing to substantiate that there was that much ice there in the first place. In fact, they probably just turned on the microphone one day and said, all this ice is missing, and they don't have to explain it at all because they're scientists, and journalists and scientists are like a 
like what, what do they call those like a perpetual energy machines where it's just constantly feeding perpetual back into machine. each other <laughs> over, yeah perpetual motion machine yeah they just feed back into each other infinitely and they can just churn out bullshit and make tons of money and people will go oh wow that's a big problem i sure hope we spend more of our tax dollars on climate change yeah i, I would love to know uh how much of the how, how much did a quarter of the Arctic sea ice getting obliterated into the ocean by a cyclone. How much did that rise the sea level? Did the sea level change a millimeter? This isn't the day after tomorrow. This is real life. Uh, and you'll see Florida <laughs> underwater by 2024. Like we've always been predicting for the yeah. last a hundred years. <laughs> yep. We've never predicted an earlier day ever. We should. We got to do a watching of the Al Gore movie to see all the fucking predictions that are fucking yes so far off. Like now, like it, it would just be so asinine to watch right now. Didn't AOC say we were going to be dead by twenty twenty too? Like, uh, like four years AOC ago, AOC predicted the COVID nineteen pandemic. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. What, what was? It? I think the Al Gore. Uh, in the most recent like Davos uh, speech or whatever he did, uh, he oh, was saying that the, uh, the earth is collecting, what was it like the equivalent of like solar energy more every single day uh, by it, it was like 400 or 600,000. No, no, no. Yeah. This year was 600,000, 600,000 Hiroshima um, strength nuclear bombs going off in our atmosphere. That's how much is warming up every single day. Yes. It's like if 600,000 nuclear bombs dropped on Hiroshima, that's how much the planet is warming, according to Al Gore. 600,000 nuclear bombs the dumbest off every single day. statement ever. 600,000 fake nuclear explosions are fucking... That's how much warmth of course we're getting we get every day. Every single day. Could yes. you imagine if six... Let's say nukes are real. Can you imagine if 600,000 nukes were going off a day? Do you think we would notice that? <laughs> maybe. I mean, that I ties into the next... Uh, it would make such an asinine statement. You know, because this is why. This is what they're feeding people, and people still believe in scientists. Here, here's here's some part in the article where they use uh, they use measurements that no human has ever used in their life. Arctic cyclone activity has intensified in strength and frequency over recent decades, Zhang reported. Pressures in the hearts of today's boreal vortices are on average about 9 millibars lower than in the 50s. Oh, oh my god, I didn't realize it was 9 millibars lower. Well, we're really fucked because everybody <laughs> knows what a fucking millibar is. No, if, if you if you have a barometer like on your wall or on a boat or something, it, it will have one of the main measurements in bars well th yeah they give context here so that's going from a category one hurricane well into a category two territory oh and it, and they're all happening in a place that no one lives it's in the ocean so just <laughs> so just trust me bro it's another trust me bro and the other fucking ass end of the fucking planet that no one can go to cool no, it is affecting people. Uh, it's a, oh, is it stronger winds pose a risk for marine navigation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and for coastal erosion, which has already become a serious problem throughout much of the Arctic and forced some communities to consider relocating inland. No, they, they haven't forced to move inland. They're reconsidering the coastal erosion and then they, they'll reconsider moving inland. I so have it is a, affecting I have a, people's lives. My God, This is, Aaron, this is a little off topic. It. 
a little off topic because it's but it's still about the Arctic. Um, I have a little bit of a weird theory going on. I don't think that anyone's allowed to go to the actual magnetic north point either. I have never seen evidence of anyone going there where like the fucking where the magnet's pointing to, like where the north magnet is pointing to and like spinning around in crazy directions, even like a plane. Any, you know what I mean? I think have you ever the, um, seen anyone go to that point in the ocean? They did it on Top Gear. Yeah, the North Pole. Oh, cool. Yeah, did they? Okay, that I gotta see because I've (laughs) never seen that. I I wasn't gonna make any claim. I've just never myself seen evidence of anyone actually going there. Well, Magnetic North and True North are two different places, but I've never seen True North ever like documented, like photos or otherwise. Like if you like look up North Pole, it's just. Uh, like satellite imagery that looks like a paintbrush just swathed over a canvas or just like a picture of the ocean. Like true north, there's not really much of anything. Well, well, yeah. uh, Duke, it's it's implicit from the uh, the south, the magnetic south pole. Um, like we know exactly where it is because we know exactly where that is. So we, we don't even need to go up to the north pole, you. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, bo- both, both places, there's no satellite imagery of on either pole. Do you, do you understand no, how an orbit no, works? No, not true. There's tons of seals hanging out near the magnetic south pole. We've seen <laughs> evidence of it. That's, that's true. I've counted I them, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I've counted them from 20 miles up in a black and white grainy photo. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so this is just, it just goes on and on about the increase of of storms in the area for some reason a winter storm in the arctic uh gets rid of ice i've never really heard of that when i figure yeah. like a storm hits like i figure more snow and ice would compact uh you know maybe because like they talk about icebergs you know how there's only like a little bit on top and like the rest of it's underwater and then it starts getting snow on it do you think it just like goes underwater <laughs> yeah it, it breaks it up <laughs> it breaks it up and then the didn't you know the ice reflects four times better than naked sea so it's warming up actually because these icebergs were obliterated oh uh, sorry just disappeared i wouldn't want to go and assume they were obliterated by the cyclone. The cyclone just made them disappear. Thanks, Aaron. With climate in change, any case, cyclo- this is a very. Th- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I was uh, with climate change. Cyclones may continue intensifying in the spring too. Climate scientist says. Um, so, uh, this article, the last one, and I think my science discovers is gonna is gonna bring this all together because like these are all like postulations basically, and I don't know if they're willing to admit in this article that what they're saying is oh it's still up for discussion i i i think it's still um what <laughs> oh we know that this well, no, space scientist uh, bitch chelsea parker here is uh totally legit because she works for nasa's goddard space flight center in greenbelt and her colleagues ran computer simulations of spring cyclone behavior in the arctic and it was really bad the simulations have told us that it's terrible Oh my I mean, god, uh, uh, Bob, Bob! Bob, too. Um, the this is a different situation than the next article because they have data and they've counted the you know the, the frequency and intensity of Arctic cyclones back to at least the 1950s. So like there, there's a there's a lot of historic data that um to 
be able to observe this and observe trends. Uh, and I, I think it, you know, it summed up with the, the last little sentence of the article. For now, it seems certain that Arctic cyclones are going, are, aren't going anywhere. What's Wait. less clear is how the humankind will contend with the storm's growing fury. Hold on, they gave a they gave a an actual measurement of the wind speeds for these cyclones. Um, the maximum near surface wind speeds of spring cyclones around eleven kilometers per hour today. That is a brisk walk for a oh. ninety five year old. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty could, slow. <laughs> could reach speeds of sixty kilometers an hour, which is a a fairly windy day. It's like uh, that's what, yeah, it's like, like forty, 40 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, even. <laughs> Not even so. So what it could reach to doesn't even hit the minimum wind speed in Antarctica. Is that what I am to understand? Took out four hundred thousand square kilometers of ice. Is that forty mile an hour wind? Did this took out? Yeah, eleven kilometer per hour wind. A fucking light breeze apparently (laughs) destroyed. 400,000. This is the Dust Bowl, but way dumber. This, all right, this was one of the dumbest articles I've ever read in my life. Well, it's a cyclone, so they got like the, that's got like the water tornadoes too with it, right? So, uh, water swirling around at seven miles an hour, which would be (laughs) slower than a nine year old would splash you, like (laughs) obliterated, (laughs) obliterated. Texas, hey, this, this like, may be yeah. a dumb question. <laughs> worth of but... fucking ice. <laughs> That's what this, they're this claiming. They don't even read question, their own articles. But, uh, this is so fucking stupid. For a pressure washer, how fast does the water shot out? Do you please look that up? Actually, how? <laughs> how? That is about Texas. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's you like nailed two it. Two thirds of Texas. It's mo. <laughs> no, that, you're doing kilometers squared. That was yeah. mi- wasn't it no, miles? It, it, it was kilometers. Oh, it was no, kilometers? It was, it was okay, kilometers. so it's only two-thirds yeah. of Texas. Yeah. We're safe. <laughs> yeah, how, how fast a does a pressure breeze. washer shoot? <laughs> a garden hose, when it's like not on the sprayer, goes faster than seven miles an hour, <laughs> I bet. A, an open-ended garden hose? Yeah, when it's just like <laughs> okay, drooping okay. out. Okay. It's blah, 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 you get that. Aaron, you're going to love it. They have it, they have it in uh, metric units as well. Um, so... A pressure washer with a flow rate of three gallons per minute using a typical zero degree nozzle, blah, 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 has a water speed out of the nozzle of 243 miles per hour, also 391 <laughs> kilometers per hour. So approximately six and a half times faster than what these cyclones wind speeds could reach. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's then their worst case scenario. And how, how much faster is that? Like four times faster? The six and a half, like 60 kilometers an hour to 390 kilometers an hour. Oh, okay. The so mile, six and a half. Not, mile speed, yeah. And it's currently six times slower than that. So one thirty-sixth of the fi- like a fortieth, two and a half percent the speed of a pressure washer, obliterated <laughs> two thirds of Texas. Texas worth of ice <laughs> in the Antar- that in the Arctic. That's what they just claimed in this article, and that it could get up to speeds of one sixth the speed of a pressure washer. Which, God knows how much fake ice that could obliterate. I love it. All right. I think we should take a break from the science. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on to some (laughs) retard serial killers. Everyone's favorite. 
For every serial killer, there is someone, somewhere, that knows the truth. Perhaps the killer is autistic, perhaps retarded, likely both. Jeffrey Dahmer is intelligent and articulate. That is what makes him so frightening. I got a good brain. Could Dennis Rader have got away with it? How should I know? I'm retarded. But then BTK seemed to have stopped himself. Yeah! <laughs> what do you think of our sweet intro there, uh, Duke? Uh, not as catchy as scientists discover, but way more hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so today I wanted to bring uh, the goat. The, this is the guy that really got me thinking that every serial killer is retarded. Jeffrey Dahmer. So what do you guys know about Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, Wisconsin hometown hero. <laughs> well, this is the one that netflix just made a special about yes absolutely nothing never watched yeah that. no i, I haven't he, seen that he did uh, some either. gay necrophilia some, some gay necrophilia if i remember correctly um a, did, did he, eat, he i think he ate people too <laughs> he might have done necrophilia the- stuff but i don't remember he was fucking weird and the funniest part is like in interviews like with his parents and stuff they're like he was just such a good boy and like he was so polite and so they like act like he was like this charming charming guy that was like totally normal and then just one day killed people. So his first his first time that he killed somebody was in 1978. He had, it was like 3 weeks after he graduated high school. So he's like young, he's 18. Oh, and shit. uh he picked up a hitchhiker, some 19-year-old dude, like some college bro. And I guess the guy was walking shirtless and Jeffrey Dahmer wanted to bang him, but he had had these fantasies about murdering people. So he uh, ended up when he found out the guy was like talking about like picking up chicks or something, he figured out he couldn't bang him. So he uh, bludgeoned him in the head with a dumbbell and then (laughs) smashed his bones (laughs) up with a sledgehammer and like sprinkled them in the fucking yard after he like tried to melt them with acid. He like commitment uh, there. Yeah, those yeah. are mur- murder weapons of a genius. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> a dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, d- ironically, as it may be named, right. So, from an early age, Dahmer manifested an interest in dead animals, as all normal geniuses do, and not just autistic <laughs> retards. His fascination <laughs> with dead animals may have begun at the age of four. So he's what? very normal. He saw his father removing animal bones from beneath the family home. According to Lionel, Dahmer's father, Dahmer was oddly thrilled by the sound the bones made. <laughs> he became preoccupied with animal bones, which he initially called his fiddlesticks. And, <laughs> real genius. He occasionally searched beneath and around the family home for additional bones and explored the bodies of live animals to discover where their bones were located. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Wait, could you uh, re-say that? Say that again. That that last last little bit there, please. (laughs) This is is like the mostly peaceful protest line. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. tell, Tell me what you guys think of this. He explored the bodies of live animals to discover where their bones were located. It sounds like he's banging them. Like, oh, I know where this bone's located. <laughs> yeah, he's either fucking a dog or he's cutting, he's killing animals and like dissecting them while they're still breathing. So let's see some here. Let's go back to some genius 
you know, psychopath shit, not just a retard who doesn't know how to interact with the world. Well, no, no, that, that, that is the makings of a doctor there. He just didn't have, you know, human cadavers to be working with, so he worked with uh, animal cadavers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got there. He's a real Benjamin Franklin. Or maybe maybe musician. He's carrying one of those, like, uh, rib bone xylophones, but, like, even <laughs> bigger and more extravagant. Well, let's see. Let's see where he went. I think he's going the artist route here. So uh, he had a small hut, only a short walk from the house where uh, <laughs> Dahmer began collecting large insects, such as dragonflies and moths. Normal-ish. It's a Pokemon thing, And the yeah. skeletons of small animals, such as chipmunks and squirrels. Right. Not normal. No. <laughs> Some That's of these Cubone remains were preserved in jars of formaldehyde and stowed within the hut. Where did he get the formaldehyde? Where does the I, child that's right. Where did he get jars of formaldehyde? And the parents didn't know anything He's was wrong. Uh, like he didn't the buy store. that himself. And hold on, why is his dad digging up animal bones from beneath their house? Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's like, a good question too. Yeah, what's the what's the situation I, there? <laughs> I feel like he this, these are all learned traits, maybe. Uh, yeah, and this is this is when he's like five, by the way. So two years later, during a chicken dinner, Dahmer asked Lionel, his father, what would happen if the chicken bones were placed in bleach. Lionel, pleased by what he believed to be his son's scientific curiosity, demonstrated how to safely bleach and preserve animal bones. Dahmer incorporated these preserving techniques into his bone collecting and also began collecting dead animals, including roadkill. <laughs> yep. Totally, totally not a normal. He's, he's probably gonna go to taxidermy or something. I okay. All right. Imagine you're a father, and imagine your son just nonchalantly asks you this question. Is there not a little part in your head where it goes, "That's a little odd. That's a little weird interest to take in at six years old." Because would, keep in mind, go ahead, Josh. I would run out to the store immediately and buy him a uh, kid's first circuit board uh, set and a telescope to foster his talents. My, my point is <laughs> the parents are entirely tone deaf to not have any red flags raised over that at all. Plus, he's collecting roadkill like he's a fucking dog. Like, what is he doing? Every, every genius I've ever known collects roadkill, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? According to one friend, Dahmer explained to him that he was curious as to how animals fit together. In one instance in 1975, so this is when he's like 15, 14, Dahmer decapitated the carcass of a dog before nailing the body to a tree and impaling the skull upon a stick in the woodland behind his house. As a prank, quote-unquote, he later invited a friend to view the display, claiming he had discovered the remains by chance. Fuck off. <laughs> A prank. <laughs> it was just a prank, bro. <laughs> I'm not an autistic serial killer. <laughs> I was just pranking. I was just pretending to be retarded. <laughs> oh yeah, they have this. They have this. Uh, basically, they, it, this. I'm, this is all off the Wikipedia, but they were talking about his mom just started increasing her daily consumption. Not starting, increasing. <laughs> Her daily consumption of Equinil, laxatives, and sleeping pills, further min minimizing her tangible contact with her husband and child. Yeah, I don't know, because they're decapitating dog corpses. I'd probably fucking try to kill myself with laxatives and sleeping pills, too. What the fuck? What the? Yeah, the mom definitely knew something was up. And I, 
I love how there's no serious like re- self reflection in these serial killers and like the parents of these people. Like it's like the same thing with like col- the Columbine parents. Like everyone's like, no, we're we're just gonna leave them be. They need to mourn the loss of their psycho child. We're not gonna like investigate their home life whatsoever. Like, no, I love that no, they, no. they 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 always try to portray them though as like a genius. So let's let's see if you guys knew a kid that was kind of like this in high school and and if he was just a an actual genius. I feel like this so, is set up. By the age of 14, uh Dahmer was seen as an outcast. He had begun drinking beer and hard alcohol in daylight hours, <laughs> frequently concealing his liquor inside the jacket he wore to school. So he's just getting hammered in ninth grade alone and has no friends. That's this is what he's doing. So he mentioned a one classmate who inquired why he was drinking scotch in a morning history class that the alcohol he consumed was my medicine. So he is fucking retarded. He goes to school getting blasted on fucking scotch all day. And he's like, oh, that's my medicine. He's like trying to be cool. He He's largely uncommunicative. And uh, Dahmer was seen by staff as polite and highly intelligent. Oh, he's very highly intelligent, but he had average grades. <laughs> I, I feel like this is uh, an, an you know indictment on teachers and the social, the uh, emotional EQ intelligence of uh, people who decide to become teachers. Yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> here's a uh, here. Here's a, he could totally be a teacher nowadays because uh, when he reached puberty. Dahmer discovered he was gay. He did not tell his parents in his early teens he had a brief relationship with another teenage boy, although they never had sex. By Dahmer's later admission, he began fantasizing about dominating and controlling a completely submissive male partner in his early to mid-teens, and his masturbatory fantasies gradually evolved to his focus on, focusing on chests and torsos. These fantasies gradually became intertwined with dissection, as they do, uh, to be fi- to be fair to him, I've what, what, what? wanted to dissect most women I've dated, so that's <laughs> <laughs> the most normal thing that's happened. So, among his peers at RHS, Dahmer became something of a class clown who often staged pranks, which became known as doing a Dahmer. These included bleeding like a goat and simulating epic epileptic seizures or cerebral palsy. So he would just go around trying to get attention by pretending to be retarded pretending quote unquote wasn't he like blackout Holy drunk shit. this whole time too in, in school yeah yes. modern modern children have gender affirming care to, f- to fix this kind of habitual shit <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so that's that's his um that's his childhood so he kills his first person when he's 18. He doesn't kill again for nine years. Okay. And let's, I have a video of them describing what he was like after he started wanting to kill again after the nine year hiatus. So he doesn't kill again until he's 27. And go ahead and play that. This guy's description. He then had what I'd refer to as almost a religious conversion in reverse. He began to think, well, maybe there's a devil, and maybe it's my destiny to carry out the work of the devil. He began Genius. engaging in all kinds of bizarre incantations. Uh, he began relating probably to parts equations. Of movies that seemed to suggest that there were evil forces out there. Huh. Okay, pause it real quick. 
He he was obsessed with Return of the Jedi because he thought he was Emperor Palpatine, and The Exorcist Three because he saw himself as the serial killer in The Exorcist Three, which I have a clip of that guy playing. Well, let's let's get their thing going uh, first with here. One of them, he really identified with the Emperor. He wanted like that <laughs> mind control. He had those you know yellow eyes. So Jeff actually found some place where he could get contacts that were yellow eyes. And so Not before he would go out Anakin at night, part. he would put the contacts in. He had to get himself charged up by trying to emulate a devil or evil person to fulfill his fantasies. People go to these gory horror movies to, to get a glimpse at, uh, at what they show in the movies. The only difference is I did it for real. Okay. Uh, so right there is your first glimpse into the mind of a retard. He's like, people go to horror movies because they want to feel what it's like to be Jason and kill people. But I did it for real. I'm ahead of the curb. I, I really did it. I'm the brave one that went after his fantasies of dissecting people and sucking dicks. Like, it's I, I, insane. Yeah, I think you're digging way too deep into that, Aaron. I could have deduced that he was a retard the second he started dressing up as Emperor Palpatine and started cosplaying <laughs> as that retard. Because every cosplayer is a fucking on the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> he was a cosplayer before it was cool. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, he went out and got yellow contacts because he thought it was cool and made him look like Emperor Palpatine. The fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then the the person he kept saying he really related to in a movie, and this is where he thought he was like this high-minded individual because he saw this guy as like this, this wild, spooky genius, and this is who he saw himself as. Play the clip from The Exorcist. The, he, this is who he thought was like brilliant and ahead of his time, and this guy's getting scared. It's just the most overacting I've ever seen in my entire life into the vein that leads directly into the heart and then you just hold up the legs and you squeeze the blood manually into the tube from the arms and the legs there's a little shaking and pounding at the end for the dregs it isn't perfect there's a little blood left i'm afraid but regardless the overall effect is a and isn't that really what counts in the end yes of course good showbiz lieutenant the effect and then off comes the head without spilling one single drop of blood now i call that showmanship lieutenant okay then of course oscar worthy oh. heath ledger eat your heart out Dude, it's just him holding his eyes open as wide as possible and trying to use, like, trying to describe, like, what a gay guy would describe, like, writing a play. Like, he's just, you know what I mean? It's just, like, the most, it's so overacted. It's so cheesy. Like, and he's like, oh, this is high art. I'm going to be this guy for realsies. It's not like The Exorcist 3 was, like, critically acclaimed like a great movie. Like, the original Exorcist was, like, what set things into motion culturally like people like that movie they didn't no one talked about the exorcist 2 or the exorcist 3 like it was no 
I, I don't think I was aware there was an Exorcist. The, the original Exorcist right. was just famous because it was really fucking scary for the time. And the time, it was yeah. really like like R-rated, like hard. That movie was fucking hardcore for the time. Like it was nuts. Like in the 70s and it's like your mother sucking cocks in hell. Like the, And it's from a 12-year-old or whatever. Like the movie was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah back in the day even now is... that movie is kind of like god damn <laughs> like <laughs> in the 70s that was in- insane that was like as brutal as you could get without getting just like canceled so oh so he also wanted to build a throne of skulls because again these people can't just imagine their stupid fantasies like they have to try to live them out and they think they're being brave geniuses but it really, he's just so dumb. He can't imagine his, he can't imagine his intrusive thoughts. He has to live them out because he thinks it's the voices in his head telling him to do things. So he can do the work of the devil as Emperor Palpatine. Like it's a fucking one of the most retarded stories of all time. And all he got was he was middling attractive. So he would get like gay guys to try to bang him. And then he'd murder them while they were like had their back turned. Like, that's all that happened. Like, there wasn't like this. You know how charming you have to be to get guys to want to have sex? (laughs) Not all. Available. (laughs) That's it. So this whole thing where they keep acting like he's so charming and got lured all these people into his house. It's like, he wasn't charming. He's just available. That's if a guy, if you're attractive enough for a guy to want to bang you, that's all you have to be is available. So that is not a measure of his charmingness. Right, I kind of I, I view him as like when you see like the the furries get into character and they're like yipping and barking in front of you, they're like, oh, like I'm this person, <laughs> like that's who I think this this is, like this is his reenactment of that, but which is with a different personality type or a different caricature. It right? is like on the same level as a furry, like actually, like <laughs> oh, I actually go to bat to the bathroom in a litter box, like. <laughs> I shit in a lizard litter box. That's their his yellow contact moment. Yeah, <laughs> hey, furries, furries, furries would never harm an animal. They're th- th- sacred. <laughs> yeah, he's a murdering version. <laughs> he's the murderer version of that. But it's the same like mental defect. I think. Yes. It's like yeah. that with a aggra- but you just add this murderous aggression. I'm imagining that so so we we have the voices in his head or is the his belief in some sort of demon uh to to aspire to or to possess him something like that. I'm imagining in furries heads they also have voices but it's not like saying words to them it's just random animal noises driving them more and more insane every day. Yeah. <laughs> I lo- I love the concept. <laughs> and the thing is when they got to God, prison, I wish that actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to prison and he and he does talk about how like he regrets he was like happy that he went to jail because he just like he just talks about like I couldn't stop my impulses. It's just a retarded guy, a socially awkward autistic retard who has zero impulse control. Like a fucking animal. Yep. Yeah. And that's what they all are. None of them are these like mega geniuses. He didn't do anything crazy except for he would just uh he knew how to like get rid of the bodies halfway decent so he didn't get caught all the time but it was like literally like you know the most outcast people in the world a bunch of gay guys in the 70s like their parents disowned them like no one knows that they've been missing they probably expected them to be missing because they're on some fucking coke bender banging like 17 dudes a week (laughs) that's why he got away with it for as long as he did 
<laughs> and then the way he got caught was he had a guy locked in his house and the guy escaped. Like the guy escaped and he came out like, <laughs> Probably oh, died shit, to, he's died gone. To a and then he, or something. Yeah, he chased him down. The guy's running down the street naked. He chases him down, finds him, has tries to explain to the cops that he's not. He's like, oh, no, that's not really. That's not the story. I didn't have him captured there. Uh, this is my friend. He just gets drunk a lot. He needs to come back home with me. <laughs> and then they <laughs> so clever and charming. immediately searched his house and found like a million, like just all these fucking bodies and parts. Bleach bones and formaldehyde and shit. That yeah. Learn from exactly. his dad. Yeah. Well, I think that's like the biggest tell too is like when he's like standing like face to face with the cop being like, "What? Why is this naked man trying to escape your house?" And he's like, "Oh, oh we're just friends." <laughs> like, and he has a drinking problem. It's like, "Oh yeah, g- good one, <laughs> real thorough." <laughs> Lots of foresight there. Not to mention, like, I don't really know much about Dahmer, but I, like you guys always say, like, there's a huge like fetish over serial killers of like making them be smarter than they actually are. But that clip that you play, that guy's like, he had a religious conversion in reverse. He thought he was doing the work of the devil. Like, I feel like that's a lot of reading into him just being so autistically, like, infatuated with the dumbest villain possible. Not even Vader, who's like a badass villain, but Emperor Palpatine, who looks like foreskin, sounds like death. Just is he probably smells like he looks. It's one of the grossest villains you could pick to like wanna be. He also he was obsessed with it wanting mind control over people. So he would do shit like after he would like knock them out, he would try to like inject uh like sulfuric acid or something into their brain and it would pacify them for a little bit and then they'd just die. So he was trying to like come up with a formula to inject into people's brains to like make them into like these zombie servants, but it just never worked because he's retarded and was just randomly shooting shit into their heads. He's, he he's just, just wanted a, a mad genius. If only he'd been given the proper lab facilities and test subjects, he could have perfected <laughs> a mind control serum. Classic well, genius with average grades and pretending so- that he's super smart. Just like every person on the spectrum, they have this huge desire and urge for people to understand them. (laughs) Basically, like his life's work. He's like, why won't these people understand me? No, even worse. He wanted people that couldn't interact like a human being because that frightened him so much. Talking to a person that's not just a mindless fucking sex puppet was like too much for him to handle. So he needed a that's what he needed to make. And then he would grab the dumbbell and reel all over the guy's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the that was his first one. He just literally bludgeoned a guy to death with a dumbbell. <sighs> all right. So yeah, there's Dahmer, not a genius. He wears yellow contacts because he thinks it makes him look spooky, like Emperor Palpatine. And that's it. That's what. And he just can't do anything but live out his dumb fetishes, like chopping a dog's head off and spiking it to a cross because that makes it extra fucking scary why, why can't it literally like a movie it wasn't a cross give him credit it was a tree and then he and then he spiked the head on a stick and then balanced that out out in the open oh spiked it on a <laughs> stick not a cross my bad but th- did they ever go into like more detail about like the occult shit that he did as well like just like the other lady that thought she was like she had a gypsy curse on her son or something like that and started boiling uh, i didn't people see into- any occult 
I didn't see okay. the occult stuff. So that, to be fair, I probably could have gone into it deeper, but that was him calling uh, animal bones his fiddlesticks. I was like, all right, this guy's <laughs> retarded. Oh, he's a League of Legends player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the science. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists have discovered that the Earth's inner core may be reversing its rotation. Such a turnaround might sound bizarre, but it isn't likely to have profound effects on life. Amazing, guys. Dude, you know what the best part about this is? Just like every science article, they may make a claim that none of us can prove and apparently won't change anything. Oh, you know. <laughs> Who could have guessed? Since, since, when, since when was the... You already uh, clicked. Inter- they got their money. Since when was the inner core of the Earth rotating? How, how, what, what's going on here? So I had never they, heard anything like that before. They, they go in and they... they you know they they cover the the different layers of the earth right so you have like the the uh, the crust the mantle and then the outer core and then the inner core the inner core is supposed to be just a solid dense core of metal basically whereas the outer core is like a mixture of like other things with some metal in it and for some reason they think that the outer core with the less metal in it is the one that generates the magnetic um uh, field around earth whereas like uh, i think the mantle which is like the largest part of of the earth's like inner inner core basically is the largest part accumulates uh accounts for most of the gravity and they're saying all of these inner like uh, different segments of earth are rotating at different rates dependent uh, independent of each other of one another the only thing i know about the That's iron strange. core is that they guessed that it was leaking and that was the cause of magnetic north moving. No, I, I heard oh, I never, a I've... different thing that mag- there was the um the sloshing about of the whatever layer uh is you know the, the whatever magma layer li- liquid uh metal layer causes the magnetic poles um that there's some sloshing, sloshing about. about. Ch- yeah, yeah, well sloshing about that that uh significantly changed the um, the conductivity and mag- magnet magnetic fields that they were forming, something something. There's a there's a. I think How do they know it was sloshing it. about? Have you ever seen uh, liquid iron not slosh about? Come on, man. <laughs> I I think the idea is they actually go in and they talk about how studies suggest that uh, this solid heart may rotate within the the liquid outer may. core. Always compelled. use these words. May, pop, probably, possibly, could, possibly, might be. Right. So, well, what they're saying is that they, they took these, um, I think, earthquakes from, like, around the world. And they measured how fast it traveled through, like, the entirety of the Earth, basically. Uh, which, I don't, I don't know technically how they do this. But they're saying that there is a delay. There is sometimes a delay and sometimes there isn't a delay from those frequencies reaching across. So as it travels through the inner core, it'll slow it down or speed it up according yeah, to the, that. Well, and their theory the, the behind idea, that, yeah, yeah. 
Well, no, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to uh, the comment that it's um a, an anisotropic uh, material ultimately. So they, the wave speed will change throughout it. And if it's, um like you were saying, if it's going through at a, a different part of the core, then it'll go through at a different speed. And right. th- this would suggest that the core is rotating and at different times, these waves going through the same part of the earth are going through different parts of the core. Well, I, I would understand that, like, the actual, like, the mass that the waves are traveling through, because that is obviously a huge part of how fast, like, a wave would propagate, right? You change the material, you change the fundamental property of, of the wave yes. function. Um, but I don't under- necessarily understand how the rotation of that substance affects that that wave well it's, it's not going wave. straight it's not going straight through the center um or it, it or rather um it could be but like in imagine a straight line and it, it rotates a bit a straight line rotates a bit straight line through like it's going through different parts of this material uh, now this is the dumbest theory i've ever <laughs> heard so hold on so they say over a span of three decades seismic waves from earthquakes took different amounts of time to traverse uh traverse earth's solid heart uh the planet spins roughly 360 degrees a day based on their calculations researchers estimate that the inner core on average rotates about one degree per year faster than the rest of the earth Based Which on it, the end result of where earth, where they feel earthquakes after they were on an opposite part of the world, basically, yeah, I, f- I yeah. feel like there are <laughs> so so. You, you remember that example I came up with just a second ago, where I treated an earthquake as a uh, perfectly straight line propagating wave uh, through um, through uh, with normal incidence through this material. Well, um, that is in zero ways a realistic problem. <laughs> i i think uh it, it, just accounting for every other factor here in or you know just a couple other factors um it would be impossible to tell that difference in time from uh just any, any other any variable other wave, yeah any, other, any variable. other variable affecting that 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 time that they're measuring like what they're measuring they, fault lines aren't straight lines and then like you're gonna say that you were measuring perfectly that whole fault line and and where the earthquake was and then measuring and then you know whether it's rotating by a degree because it fucking shoots it to a different spot that's fucking stupid well here they assume it's the, the only variable that changes exactly that that's what they're assuming other researchers have questioned that conclusion, some suggesting that the core spins slower uh, than uh, oh. than this person estimated or doesn't spin differently at all. So <laughs> back to like, it spins, <laughs> we know it's a core like we know it's a core made up of this because reasons. So they, they come up, they, they've been doing this test basically for like a very long time. They, they say around 2009, the differences in uh, travel times vanished. Those differences stopped because uh, normally when it traveled through the inner core, it would get a different time basically, uh, suggesting that the inner core had ceased rotating with respect to the mantle and crust, right? So th- this guy, he goes, oh, these all of a sudden we're getting the same reading, the same exact times. The, the waves are traveling through the earth exactly the same that means the the core of the earth is not no longer rotating or spinning get here right this is what i would love to know take a ball spin it and have it spin at a constant speed forever then have a liquid inside of it very densely 
and have it rotate a different speed than that and then have it stop on its own without changing anything else and have it start reversing its spin what would can you demonstrate that that's even fucking possible that's a good question too is there any sort of um mechanism proposed behind the uh disparity in rotation from the, the uh, probably the that, earthquake shakes are actually spinning it back the other way. Like it's probably something that fucking stupid. But why would it rotate against the rotation of the outside of the fucking ball? It would eventually catch up with it at all times, even if something disturbed it. The they're saying that the magnetic force of the outer core uh, accelerates it, and that the gravitational force of the mantle acts as a brake or a decelerator to to the inner core spin. So like these these and, two okay, forces. So, fighting against each other those are forces that we can't measure and actually even show that that's possible like we can't show that yeah we can't we don't have a way to experiment to show gravity and magnetism reversing the fucking direction of the liquid inside of a constant spinning ball we can't manufacture that there's no way to manufacture that so it's fucking stupid so okay so in 2009 they the studies that they were doing suggested that it stopped spinning. After 2009, these differences returned, but the researchers inferred that the waves were crossing parts of the inner core that suggested it was now rotating in the opposite direction relative to the rest of the Earth. Yeah, at this or, point, we have a, we have so a perfect they, map of the were, inner core. Yeah, the, so, yeah, oh. they, they inferred that so, the so, waves oh. were crossing parts of the inner core that suggested... Okay, <laughs> that, parts. that's the thing. Yeah, part. So, what part? I'm, I'm, which part? Can they show us which part of the inner core that it just passed through? Yeah, yeah. They can't uh, even prove that there's an inner core. Do you know, the amount of assumptions that they build these fucking stupid theories on is insane. They cannot prove that we have an inner core. They literally don't know that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think about how they actually go about this experiment and getting an idea of what the inner core, any characteristics of it. And like there there are, you know, real uh, acoustic imaging techniques and ultrasound and things like that, that this this ultimately is uh, imitating. But most how of far the, down the data, do those really go? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, earthquakes kind of um, not all. But but the they're using most of the data they're referencing is goes back to just the 90s so they're using like just random seismic events for for these so it's just the the, the opposite of standardized um it's like ex- in, in, yeah it's like excitations here they, they do reference one paper where uh they, they look at some data from um some 60s and late 60s and early 70s uh nuclear tests um that had caused uh you know, um, seismic waves in into the uh into the earth and uh, Ooh, no, that, that comes later. No, that comes later because in this one, they, yeah. the researchers poured over uh, records of Alaskan earthquake um, earthquakes dating to 1964. And while the inner core appeared to rotate steadily for most oh, of that time, yeah. it seems that it uh, it uh, it reversed the rotation in the early 1970s. Saying so, they're these guys. Oh they're God. they're getting all like this data, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's reversed this time. It's reversed in 2009. What's the cycle of this oscillation going on here?" They're like, "Oh my God, what does the oscillation mean?" Nothing. Meanwhile, nothing's changing on the planet. Nothing is Not, like yeah, being affected. They have the worst anywhere. possible data set to make any of these conclusions. And they're, yes. they they aren't even they aren't even considering the fact that the core rotating has fuck all to do with the different readings they're getting all over the fucking place. <laughs> maybe, Whoa. just maybe, that's completely independent of your dumb fucking gay core theory. 
You know what I mean? Why does that have to be? They're assuming that the rotation of the core is what causes changes and that they can somehow map it out and attribute it to this thing that they can't even prove exists. Hey, Aaron, yeah. uh, okay, hear me out. Uh, meanwhile, other researchers have proposed that the inner core isn't moving at all. Instead, they say, changes to the shape of the inner core's surface could explain the differences in wave travel times. Uh, uh, but it definitely very, exists. Very in both of these suggestions, it definitely exists. All these articles tonight about science have a common theme. Hold if on. you were to make it about anything else that is something you like or like a theory you have, if you use the same amount of evidence that they're using for your theory, they would rip you to shreds, like yeah, this, beyond this belief, and they would ruin your fucking life and take away your bank account. If you moderately <laughs> suggest that 5G has a bad effect on the immune system, they'll fucking kill you without actually cutting your throat. And they write about this shit all day. 400,000 square kilometers gone. Next paragraph, don't worry about it. That's this shit all day. So, well, yeah, as long as you can agree. You can write whatever you want as long as you agree that the conclusion is we need carbon emissions tax. (laughs) If the conclusion is that, you can write anything you fucking want so oh you want to have your dumb theories about every earthquake and the results even though they don't really have much to do with each other apparently you've already admitted that it's so sporadic that you think the fucking core of the earth that you can't even prove exists has rotated in different directions for the last 50 years multiple times and changed direction that shows that you just have sporadic data points that does not mean that the fucking core of the earth, a thing that you don't know, even is real, is rotating back and forth. But you can have all the theories you want. It can be the outside layer changing shape of the core. It can be the the gravity of the crust. As long as you agree that there is a fucking core and it's definitely a fucking ball, then you can write any dumb shit you want. And everyone will be like, oh, wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just like... Bob, look at this Rorschach test. What do you see? Oh, I see an inner core. Okay, whatever comes next, it's it's your truth, no, baby. No, it's exactly that. <laughs> Duke, Duke, I, I think I think you're you're even a step Bring removed. They're 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 coming up with the, their theories and conclusions before they collect data at all. So they're like, I want to see yes. uh, a, a shifting core. Let me uh, do an ink blot on the sheet of paper. Um, that's definitely what I was looking for. You know what this method is exactly like? This method is exactly like the Nuremberg trials where they're like, okay, you can come up here and tell any fucking story you want. Oh, fucking gasoline heart injections? Holocoaster? Fuck yeah, dude. A a pedal-operated brain-bashing crowbar machine? Fuck yeah. As long as you agree that it's six million, it definitely happened, and we need to kick Palestine out of their fucking home so that we can create the nation of Israel, say whatever fucking dumb bullshit you want, and we'll put it in here. Like, it's, this is how everything works. They already have a conclusion, and the journey to it, write whatever dumb shit you want. As long as you agree with the conclusion, fucking go at it. We'll support you. Well, so the difference between this and, say, like, climate change is that there is no scientific um, uh, consensus on this. (laughs) And what was it? This one guy says, identifying this recent 10-year period that has less activity than before, and I think that's probably reliable. But beyond that, 
things get contentious. <laughs> well, hold on. This feels this feel very you're, much no, like you're the wrong. Dinosaur is atmosphere a, stuff. a common thing. Every one of them knows for a fact that there is no, a no. fucking liquid core. Yeah. The yeah, makeup. Yeah, no, no, hold on. That's no, not the point. Aaron, Aaron, that's, that's not the fucking no, point. Go on, Josh. Whatever. I, I mean, th- this this reminds me a lot of the the <laughs> how could dinosaurs be so big? We, because it also uh, it works from the presupposition that dinosaurs were really big and that they existed. Yep. But, yeah, like it's it's thing. The the Earth has a core that has these exact effects. Uh, now, what is causing these uh, effects? What what variations in the core is causing these effects that we see? Yeah, as long as you agree there's a core, you can say whatever you want with dinosaurs. Oh, as long as you, if you suggest, oh, maybe dinosaurs weren't real. Wow, you're fucking dead. If you, as long as you go, oh, dinosaurs were definitely real, and this is how uh, they're they had chicken buttholes where they had sex in them and fucking laid eggs, and they had feathers now. Oh, and we got the fucking brontosaurus wrong, but we didn't take it out of any of the movies. Eat here's your toys. As long as you agree that the fucking dinosaurs were real. You can write whatever the fuck you want about the dinosaurs, and they'll fucking eat it up. But but ultimately, this article does have a point that it's getting to, right, Bob? What what's the bring us home to the ending of what they want us to know? What they want you to know is that in all likelihood, it's irrelevant to life on the surface. But we don't actually know what's happening. <laughs> it's incumbent on us to figure it out. <laughs> what, why one. is it incumbent? No one knows. <laughs> no one out of it's, pure It's just... about truth seeking. <sighs> Stay yeah. tuned for our documentary on Disney+. Plus. Get your subscription, you fucking retard. <laughs> I wonder what the core was like. I, I can only imagine what the core was like. Back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth that were totally real, before the monkeys that eventually became people, which were also very real, and they lived in caves, and they had cave paintings, which happened to always fade about 10, 20 years after we find them, but don't worry about that. Uh, They've been there for 20,000 years, but the second we find them, they fade like normal paint, uh, because we didn't just uh, create that. I, I love <laughs> so dumb. this little bit too because the, what the evidence that they use to like th- throw doubt on the fact that the the you know the polarity of like the rotation of the inner core or whatever it is changed. They were using in 2022 last year uh, a colleague reported that seismic waves from nuclear tests showed that the inner core may reverse its rotation every three years. I, I'm sorry. When in 2022 were people exploding no, nuclear devices? That's what I was saying. Click on the link, and then he's looking at tests from uh, between 69 and 71. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, he, and here's yeah, the funny part. Second, if Josh too. was already talking about an experiment before, or you guys were talking about how the magnetic north moves because the thing sloshes, the, the shit sloshes around under there. Uh, Duke had so, we got some sloshing yes. that will change magnetic north, but that doesn't, it never gets affected at all. When it's rotating different fucking directions, the slashing doesn't change from that. And so it's like they don't even they can't even sync up their bullshit. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's not once you have one of these theories independent. They're all independent of each other. Once you try to link two of them together, it makes no sense immediately. Look, I I look forward to the documentary where they where they go over all this data and they say it's as if 
Dr. Fiddlesticksburg had a scientific discovery in reverse. He knew that there was an iron core, <laughs> and he reverse engineered the truth from that point backwards. <laughs> What you know, truths about the exactly six million that died in the Holocaust can we learn from the dinosaurs that were totally real? Guys, we, <laughs> scientists did a great job reverse engineering how we built the pyramids. They're going to definitely reverse engineer the, the, the inner core of the planet. I guarantee it. We we're have not- to make a list of the absolute truths, the things that you can't deviate from. There are absolute truths in these fucking stories. Yeah, Bob. Bob, I'm confused. I, I, um, uh, the the for the uh core of the Earth. Um, there's the quote about it's irrelevant to life on the surface. Uh, at l- complex construction techniques and logistics and um transporting supplies over long distances is uh, actually something useful to life on the surface. Maybe 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 we should actually try to reverse engineer how the pyramids were built. <laughs> that would be more helpful. Yes, some, some real engineering <laughs> that went into those. <laughs> some supply chain research into the pyramids and how to getting all those stones in that one location. Yeah, that that could help. Yeah, but not not the rotation of the inner core of the Earth, which affects nothing. Yeah, they're, they're entirely different things. L- literally nothing. It's another one of these things where it's like all this magic is happening behind closed doors. You just can't see it. Woo. Well, that's that, that's what I learned about. Say, uh, they watched the ending of Wizard of Oz, and they're like, "Oh, the problem was the curtain was too easy to look behind. We need a, a no, a harder curtain." <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say that the dinosaurs and that was one of my favorite episodes. Was like, well, we know they have to be this big, so obviously this was the situation back then. And just a bold face reverse engineering of a truth that is set in stone and you can't erase. Yes. Yeah, we we do need to do an episode on the truths, the the unmoving truths of the world that you cannot question. That definitely needs to come up soon. Do we have any voicemails before we uh, go? Uh, no, I don't think we do. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Well, in that, in that case, uh, gun to your head, Bob. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is the, does the Earth have a magnetic metal core that uh, that sloshes in different directions every three years, depending on how many nukes? <laughs> it's crazy that the, the nukes changed the rotation, by the way. Uh, and Al Gore said that we have uh, 600,000 nukes worth of heating going on every single day on Earth. <laughs> suspicious yeah um the sloshing and the rotating no I, I don't believe that no but you believe in the molten core well i i believe yeah yeah i think when they dig down there's re- like evidence to, to suggest that it gets hotter and hotter like as you dig down. yeah deeper. it's all like, that pressure it makes sense that it would yeah. be molten um but obviously like there has to be some some sort of metal in the earth's crust like in in the earth that generates the magnetic field like there has to be something there that generates that like you can't just get that out of rock or anything else it has to be specifically like iron you know what i mean wow. something something Way thorough mag- away god magnetic. with uh, <laughs> your magic molten magnetic metal and the under there that we just <laughs> can't seem to dig out or ever the see. dome of the sky how the, how the fuck do <laughs> magnets work bro <laughs> All right, no, Josh. We don't even know what the sun and moon is yet. Yeah. All right, Josh. What do you All say? On that note. What? Oh, I'm a pro slash anti rotate. Pro slash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us, Duke. <laughs>
Don't tell me you don't like my show. You've got mail. What the fuck? Whatever, fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat.